Go on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So my contribution is going to be. Please give me your name when you want to contribute. All, all you young ones, that I can know your name. Uh-huh. My name is Brother Ladi. Your name is uh, Brother Ladi. Brother Ladi. Mm-hmm. So my contribution is yeah. from Jeremiah 14, verse 14. And it says, Then the Lord said to me, the, prophet, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not seen them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. So what it's saying to me there is that we need to be careful of false prophets, that there are many in this world that are using the name of the Lord in vain, that it says in Matthew 24, 24, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So we need to be steadfast in our faith, that we must trust the Lord in everything we do, that it says in Jeremiah, verse, in the next verse, verse, verse 15, that it says that therefore this is what the Lord says about the prophets who are prophesying in my name. I did not send them, yet they are saying, no sword or famine will touch this land. Those same prophets will perish by sword and famine. So if we, if we are steadfast in faith, that we trust the Lord completely, that we read his word daily, that we'll be able to know the difference from what he's saying to us than to what those false prophets are saying the false lies that, that they are telling, that we will not perish with them, that the Lord will punish them. In Jesus' name. Amen. My name is... Please, what all you young ones, everything that you suggest, uh, that you have spoken tonight, write them for me. I want to have them. And you put your names and telephone there, please. My name is Anu. Praise the Lord. My scripture is taken from Jeremiah 14, verse 20 to 21. Lord, we admit that we are very wicked. We admit our ancestors did evil things. We have sinned against you. For your sake, do not hate us. Do not take the honor from your glorious throne. Remember your agreement with us. This implies to, to me that we, if we sin against the Lord, we will be punished. But if we, follow the, if we follow God and obey the word, we will be rewarded. God is all loving when we follow the passion of God. But if we follow the passion of the world, we will be... God will rain down his wrath upon us. Amen. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Ibuku, and my contribution is from Jeremiah 14, verse 11 to 12. Then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the well-being of these these people. Although they fast, I will not listen to their cry. Though they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Instead, I will destroy them with sword, famine, and plague. What the Lord is telling us there is that you should not follow the pattern of this world, and you should not follow false prophets. You should also repent when you sin against God. Okay, I'm taking my contribution from Jeremiah 14, verses 1-6. It talks about drought, and drought is a prolonged period of abnormal low, uh, low rainfall, leading to a shortage of water. God was telling Jeremiah that with what will follow as drought comes upon the land. This is the consequence of disobedience. God began to take away the comfort bit by bit. We can see that this is what happens when God's judgment comes upon the people. In these verses, we learn about the importance of water or lack of water, in verse 2, it talks about mourning. 
in verse 3, it talks about despair. Verse 4, dismay. Verse 5, hunger. And, and, verse, and death. Christ is the only water that lives. John 7, 38. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of life flowing from his heart. Unlike physical living water that can be cocked off, which paves way for death, Christ is the only water that we can drink and will never thirst. God was going to cut off the material water they found comfort in so that they can return to the water of life, which is himself. If cutting off physical water can lead to death, how much more disastrous it will be when our spiritual living water is taken away. Christ is with us on earth in a spiritual form, but when he leaves fully, he will take his spirit away. This is what the earth will be like when God takes away the Holy Spirit in the last day. Unlike Jeremiah's time, the people had time to repent. But when God takes the Holy Spirit away, there is no more room for repentance. There would only be room for sentence. The songwriter says there is a redeemer that lives and he informs us that God will God's spirit is only left on earth until his work on earth is complete. Therefore, it's important that we ensure that we are fully in him and not away from him so that we do not get caught off. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 14, I comment firstly on verses 1 to 7, which talk about the famine that was upon the land. And the, the result of that was because of the sin of the Israelites. If you look specifically at verse 4, it talks about the ground is cracked because there's no rain in the land. The farmers are dismayed. As, as an agriculture, I know the importance of this statement. Because without water, there's just no way. The farmers, even if you look at modern machinery, there's no way you can cultivate the soil to aerate the soil to make sure that when you plant the crops, they can take root and grow. There was just no way of that happening. So because of the sins of the Israelites, it affected the animal, just like when um, Adam and Eve sinned. So man fell, the entire animal race, everything fell alongside. So also here we see that the jackal, the donkey, they have no thirst. I mean, they have no water to quench their thirst. So they were also having to bear the consequence of the sins of the Israelites. Mommy mentioned specifically about Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 23, that the heavens will be bronze and the earth iron. That is, nothing is happening at all. You look up, nothing is happening down, nothing is happening. So how do we apply this to our lives? By adventure, we see ourselves struggling over things in our lives. We have to go back and set our lives. The Lord is so gracious. If you look again at Psalm um, 68, verse 6, it talks about the rebellious dwelling in a dry land. So when we are in a situation in our life when things don't seem to be happening, we should just go back to the prodigal son. So I will return to my father and say, I've sinned against the God of heaven. And as we ask God for forgiveness, we shall live pardon us and have mercy on us and heal our land. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for our sister. Praise the Lord. I just want to contribute on Jeremiah 14 verse 13 and 16. I look at it in in such a way that it is very dangerous for those of us who belong to this household of faith where the truth is being proclaimed and we live here and we go and listen to another sermon. It's like 
there are so many things that's going on on the TV, even our so-called Christian channel. There are quite a lot of, you know, false teachers and false prophets that are propagating lies. And you can as well sit down under this teaching, and then you go home and you listen to those teachings that they, are, they just want to, you to hear what your own itchy ear wants to hear. And the Bible recorded about the consequence of such listening to such teaching in verse 16. He said, and the people they are prophesying to. It's not just, you know, every word of God is prophecy. Whether it comes in teaching or it comes in admonition, it's not only when it says, Thus hear the Lord. The word of the Lord is prophecy itself. So, like teaching, we are going to listen to the prophetic words tonight. So, there are so many teachings that is going on. And the Bible says that the people that are prophesying to will be thrown into the street of Jerusalem because of the famine and salt. So, this is the consequence of listening to lies consequence of listening to falsehood so if we don't want to come under the wrath of god let's you know watch what our ears listen to when we come out of these four walls and go in the corner of our own homes weigh every teaching if those teachings are not in line with the word of god know surely that they are telling lies so let's watch what we listen to outside the church and the lord will bless us as we eat to the truth in jesus name Praise the Lord. <clears throat> My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 14, verses 3, 6, and 7. It reads, The nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns but find no water. They return with their jars unfilled. Dismayed and despairing, they cover their heads. Wild donkeys stand on the barren heights and pant like jackals. Their eyes fail for lack of food. Although our sins testify against us, do something, Lord, for the sake of your name. For we have often rebelled. We have sinned against you. Firstly, in this passage, we see the severity of God's punishment. Israel felt that because they were God's chosen people, they could do whatever they wanted and avoid punishment. And that's the attitude of many Christians of today. Yes, we know that God is kind and seeks the best for us, but he is also holy. And because of his holiness, he cannot dwell among sinners. So he gives us the opportunity to leave behind a life of sin and be with him. However, Israel took this chance for granted, and the result was God's wrath. The nobles, who were used to being weighted on hand and foot, were now in dismay and shame because of the punishment that had befallen them. Wild donkeys are some of the toughest animals in the forest. They trek many miles in days with very little water and are often known to go without food. However, these mighty creatures were now panting from lack of water and uh, fainting for food. So in our everyday lives, we can learn from this passage. Sometimes our sins also affect the natural world as well as ourselves. For example, we can often hear about um, climate activists trying to tackle climate change, but the real problem is bringing our nation back to God. And there was um, like volcanic eruptions in Hawaii last year, and it was uh, apostle prophesied that it would happen because of the sins of the people. Yet there were trees and plants and other environmental factors that were killed in the process. And finally, although the people did decide to return to God, by then it was too late. Jesus spoke of ten virgins in his parable. Five of them were ready for his coming with much spare oil. 
but five waited till the last minute to prepare. So as I end, I would like to warn us all that we must remember that we do not know the day or the time, but we must remember that, behold, he is coming soon. Amen. Praise the Lord. Blessed. Blessed. My contribution is blessed. My contribution is from Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 4 to 5 and 6. And it reads The ground is cracked because there is no rain, because there is no rain in the land. The farmers are dismayed and covered their heads, even in dough in the field deserts her newborn found because there is no grass. Wild donkey stands on the barren heights and pants like jackals. Their eyes fail from lack of food. I will link this to Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 22. It reads, And and if you ask yourself, why has this happened to me? It's because of your many sins that your skirts have been torn off and your body mistreated. When we face difficult solutions, we need to search ourselves to know if we have sinned against God. Apostle told us that a life without self-examination is a frustrated life. There are consequences if we turn away from God and disobey, and disobey his commandment. Just as Christ loved us, he remains us in Luke chapter 10 verse 27 that we should love him with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our strength and mind. Finally, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. James chapter 4 verse 7. May the showers of God's blessings be with all of you. In Jesus' name. Contribution is from the book of John. he contributes. You see that that's Eric Junior, brother. So Eric is making disciple even in the Abbey. <laughs> Which one is that again? Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry about that. That's sister, okay. The last one is Eric Junior, brother. Is that your own sister? This one that just. What's your name again? Ngozi. Okay, Stangozi, don't worry. I love you all. <laughs> My contribution is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 1 to 2. From these two verses, I learned that God made up his mind about the judgment of Judah. Uh There was no redemption against God's wrath. Even if Moses and Samuel interceded on their behalf, it will not stop God's plan to... Punish the people of Judah. An example of the Lord's power can also be found in the book of Exodus, chapter 2 to chapter 14. May we not experience God's wrath and punishment in Jesus' name. You know, she's gone ahead. She's in chapter 15. So, those of you that are still in 14, you know, although we are starting 15, no, 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 that's a good thing. Let's put our hands together for her. A young girl, my people are still waiting. She's finished 14 and she's gone to 15. May we move forward. 
In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That My is Eric's brother that I'm telling you now. So Eric is making disciples, so we must also make disciples at home. Mothers, make disciples with, from your, with your children. Amen. Amen. Make disciples, husbands, wives, make disciples of your, of your wives. And make sure that nobody is left behind. That is the way to, to do it. Amen. Mm. Amen. Um, my contribution is taken from Jeremiah 14, verses 14, which reads, And the Lord spoke to me. The, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. Amen. And God was saying that Jeremiah was the only prophet that prophesied in God's name, really. And um, uh, God and God was li- and um, it says that those who's and it says that um, for the prophets, those who speak for them are blind and they are ignorant to their own shame. And also, we can um, link this to the story of Paul and Elimus because Elimus thought he was a fortune teller and he thought that he could um, do whatever he wants, but God spotted him. And in our everyday lives, I would just like us to pray that we do not um, lie and um, God will strengthen us. Not Amen. Hallelujah. We do have less time, so the Lord will help us to finish chapter 15. Let's quickly go to chapter 15. Then the Lord said to me, Even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, my heart will not go out to these people. Send them away from my presence. Let them go. And if they ask you, where shall we go? Tell them, this is what the Lord says. Those destined for death, to death. Those for the sword, to the sword. Those for starvation to starvation. Those for captivity to captivity. May we not get to the end of God's vengeance. When we get there, so even if your mother is praying for you, even if your father is praying for you, he mentioned Moses and Samuel here because these people prayed and God heard them. He said, for the extent of the sin of Judah, he said, if people even pray for you, now we are relating to our own time, even if your pastors are praying for you, if your friends are praying for you, intercessors are praying for you, God said you have got to the end. So if you are sinning, stop sinning. He said we have got to the end. He said now the, whatever, whoever commits sin that is destined to death will die. Whoever, are you threatening us here tonight? Yes, I'm trying to. So that you can know the impact of sin. And we can get out of sin. Various sins. You want to pray God when we leave this place tonight. Lord, help me. What is that sin that I'm committed? I'm committing that will cause you to get that will cause me to get to, to, to the end and make you to frustrate you. Lord, drag me out of it. Take me by force. Are you listening to me? Some we are cheating. Some are cheating on their husbands. Some are cheating on their wives. Some are cheating on their partners. Those of you that are still in courtship and doing all these things. What is that sin? Some is stealing. Some is a fornication. You understand what I'm saying? So tell the Lord, take me out by force, even if I refuse to, because there are some sins that are destined to death. Some will not sin against the Holy Spirit. When they are talking about God, you'll be making jests. <laughs> are you laughing? <laughs> if you sin to death, it's a, you have, you, that person you have to die. May we not sin to, to cause that in our lives in Jesus' name. Those who the sword will actually be uh, uh, a bit for the sword. For those starvation, for those to starvation, to starvation. Those to captivity, 
to captivity. May we not get into captivity. But that is the worst of it of his all. Write these scriptures down. Exodus 32, 11. That talks about the golden cow. You know, when Moses left to seek to see God and the people started worshipping an idol. Numbers 14, 11 to 20. You go and read it at home. Then 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 9. And 1 Samuel chapter 12, 17. He said, I will send four kinds of destroyers against them, declared the Lord. What are the four? The sword to kill, the dogs to drag away, and the birds, and the wild animals to devour and destroy. I will make them abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth because of what Manasseh, Manasseh's son of Ezekiah, king of Judah did in Jerusalem. Apostle said he was supposed to be here tonight to explain that to us. But uh, we, will, uh, we will push that forward for next week if we cannot get that tonight. Who will have pity on, on you, Jerusalem? Who will mourn for you? Who will stop to ask how you are? You have rejected me, declares the Lord. You keep me backsliding. So I will... I will reach out and destroy you. I am tired of holding back. I will winnow them with a winnowing fork at the city gates of the land. I will bring bereavement and destruction on my people, for they have not changed their ways. For they have not changed their ways. I will make their widows more numerous than the sand of the sea. At midday, I will bring a destroyer against the mothers of their young men. Suddenly, I will bring down on them anguish and terror. The mothers of seven will grow faint and breathe her last. Her son will set while it is still day. May that not be her portion. She will be disgraced and humiliated. I will put the survivors to the sword before their enemies, declares the Lord. Alas, my mother that you gave me back, a man with whom the whole land strive and contends. I have neither lent nor borrowed, yet everyone curses me. The Lord says, surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Surely I make your enemies plead with you. In times of disaster and times of distress, can a man break iron, iron from the north or bronze? That takes you to write against that scripture, Jeremiah chapter 1, when he said he will make Jeremiah a fortified city. Yes? Just write it there. I told you we'll be going in and out, but I'm going to read my note to you shortly. He said, your wealth and your treasures I will give as plunder without charge because of all your sins. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Throughout your country, I will enslave you to your enemies. In a land you do not know. For my anger will kindle a fire that will burn against you. Lord, you understand. Remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my, uh, on my persecutors. You are long-suffering. Do not take me away. 
Think of how I suffered reproach for your sake. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart delight. For I hear, for I bear your name. Lord, Lord God Almighty, I never sat in the company of revelers. Amen. Nor made merry with them. Psalm 1. You can write against that. I sat alone because your hand was on me. And you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending? And my wound grievous and incurable, like a spring that fails. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you. That you may never, that you may serve me, that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let these people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. I will make you a wall to these people, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you to rescue you and save you. I will save you from the hands of the wicked and deliver you from the grasp of the cruel. May the Lord answer us tonight in Jesus' name. From the beginning of the chapter, we can see God saying something to the people because of their sins. God was saying that Moses and Samuel, for us to be able to, we have read about Moses in uh, Exodus and Samuel, for Samuel. He said, uh, Moses and Samuel are God's great prophets, like Jeremiah. They both interceded between the people and God. This was what they were doing. The people will see Moses will go to God and intercede for them. The people will see someone will go to God and intercede. God will hear them. They are God's great prophets. How do we relate that to us? I said to us as I began to read that even if people that you know, the men of God, that some of you will go, you know, like our sister is saying, they will tell you, send your money, we'll be praying for you. They are not praying for you. They are only deceiving you. But thank God for this church that has helped scales to be taken out of our eyes. That will make us to be able to understand. Even if you believe in some friends, they will tell you, you are, you are, you, they are your workmates, they are your friends outside there, or they are your family friends, don't worry. What you are going through, I can take your name to somebody. Even if you don't want to go, then you enhance it with money. He said, even if you do all these things, even that they are deceiving you, he said he will not hear them. God doesn't hear four false prophets before anymore. Anyway, but even the ones that you know that they are real prophets, even if they pray for you, the ones that God has been answering their prayer, even if the man of God in the house pray for you, God said he will not hear because you have not listened to him. May we not continue to that extent that God will refuse to hear us. He said, Moses, what did Moses do that he was referring to Moses? Moses pleaded with God for rebellious Israel when they made a gold car as their false god. Exodus 32 asked you to write it down and all the rest of it. And his intercession was heard. Samuel too pleaded for Israel. He asked God to protect them from their enemies. The Philistines, 1 Samuel 7, 5, you can write that down. And the 8, uh, 7, 5 to 8, then chapter 9, and no, uh, 1 Samuel 7, 5 to 9, then you can write 1 Samuel 12, 19 to 25. He said, Samuel to pleaded for Israel. He asked God to protect them from their enemies, the Philistines. 
and God answered. These people, they've, they've always been interceding on behalf of the people, on behalf of their sin and everything, and God is answering them. In Jeremiah's case, the Lord said, even if Moses and Samuel intercede on behalf of the people, why? It's because of their sin. He said, you have to call Moses to come and intercede. He said, you will not listen or feel sorry for the people. Why? Because they were not willing to obey the Lord. For this reason, Jeremiah could not pray for his people. He is making, assuring Jeremiah that, look, even if, I'm not talking about, even, I know you are praying, but even if Moses, the old prophet that has been, come and pray, I will not hear them because of their sins. May we not get to that world where God is angry with us like this. He said, in his reply, he said, there will be four forms of destruction. And those four forms of uh, destruction, when you see in, in that story, which are poetic in form, to complete the destruction of Judah. They are very poetic. And he said, death to death. Number one. Death to death. Are you scaring us? He said, because of the sin of the people, I will make sure that the one that committed sin, that the penalty is death, they will die. Many people will die in war. And many people will die from hunger. That's why you should go back there. Because of time, I'm not able to go forth and forth. Then he said again, the sword to the sword. Many will die by the sword, and some will go away from their country as prisoners. Those poetic words, number one, death to death. Number two, sword to sword. Number three, famine to famine. And he began to talk about the, how when they saw how the beast and the birds will devour the human flesh. Which portrays a kind of stupid or horrible death when the birds of the air is coming to pick people on the street. That person is not buried. They will not get to that extent of getting out. It's happening in some nations. War and no rumors of war. Things are happening. And people's bodies are not able to be buried. People's bodies are supposed to go back to the soil, but in whatever way it goes to the soil. But in this way, it has been declared that the, we should bury people properly. When people die, we don't see their body to bury. You understand? May the Lord himself explain that to us. Then he said, captivity to captivity. They'll be going from one. It's, a lot of people are refugees today. Some refugees are escaping from their country. They die on the sea. Things happen to them. Captivity. They won't even get to where they are going before they perish on the way. May God help us so that we don't involve in these things. Jeremiah uh, uh, 15, that one is Jeremiah 15, 1 to, uh, 1 to 2 or something like that. But 15, and 15 said that, and if they ask you, where shall we go? Tell them. This is what the Lord says. Those destined for death will what? Death. Those who are the sword to the sword. Those for starvation, for starvation. Those for captivity, for what? Captivity. I will send four kinds of destroy against them, declares the Lord. The sword to kill, the dogs to drag away, and the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. I will make them um, uh, abhorrent. That is, I will hand them over to trouble. May that not be us. To all the kingdoms of the earth because of what Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, considered to be the most wicked king. Let me give you this assignment to go back home to read. That's 2 Kings chapter 21, 1 to 18. 
you all know the, uh, the story of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a good king. He asked God to, to help him so that he can live more years after his illness. And God had him because he was a good king. But his son became a wicked king. Go and read about it. Second Kings uh, chapter 21, 1 to 18. He said, because of the wickedness of his son when he was ruling Judah. 15.4, Manasseh's son of good king, Hezekiah, is considered Judah's most wicked king. You know, your parents can be good and you become that wicked. May God not take us to that extent. That's why we must serve God. We must, the, 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 the book of Psalms that we read every day, thank God for persuading that has given us those Psalms. It said, the generation of those who seek him. We are generations of God's seeker. Our children should seek God. If your parents are good and you decide to be wicked, it's your fault. If your parents are wicked and you decide to follow them to be wicked, it's your fault. Nobody can blame anybody. Are you listening to me? Everybody has come into their own world. Amen. Manasseh, some son of the, of the good king, Hezekiah, is considered Judah's most wicked king. Second Kings chapter 21, 1-18. He led the people into very bad things. That these forms of sins and idolatry. And so it's credited as being a primary cause of Judah's eventual destruction. Or he had encouraged the people to worship all kinds of idols. You know, we are teaching us here, don't do this, don't do that. Ah, Momioma, you are too tough. Every time is this old religion you are bringing to us. The Bible is not all religion. What I have learned in the past is what I'm believing to us. So that we can be good. Amen? Amen. So that we can be the best before God. These are the things. If I played with it. If I joked with it. Some of these young ones that you are seeing contributing here. When they will get our age. The way they will complete the Bible is different. Because they get it from the source. When you read the book of Peter's. You read the book of uh, 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 Colossians. You read Philippians. When Peter starts to talk, when they are talking about the destruction, the book of John, they are talking with the experience that they've had with the Lord. Some of them will make reference to the time of transfiguration. This is what we saw on that. On that. So they'll be able to tell more stories than even anyone that is reading concordance or anything. Because this is what we are teaching our children. He said he had encouraged the people to worship all kinds of idols. What I'm encouraging us to do here tonight is to encourage us not to worship idols, but to serve the living God. But this man, Manasseh, his father was good, but he was bad. His father was living a, a godly life and leading the people well, but he was bad. He had encouraged the people to worship all kinds of idols, which includes the sacrifice of children. Second Kings 21, 1-16, you can see it there. When children will be killed and they used for sacrifice. King Josiah has tried to remove all these bad acts, but the people continue to ignore God's own commandment to worship him only. May God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. That chapter 15, verse 5 to 7. That's why Manasseh was referred to in that uh, 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 verses that I read uh, before. But in the 15, 5 to 7, for this reason God said that he has not forsaken his people of Judah, but they are forsaken and gone backward from him. God will not forsake us. But if we leave God's own uh, 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 guide, with the angel that he has uh, committed to save us and to, to love us, to take us to Canaan, and we start to do wrong, wrong things, God will forsake us. 
the time has come that he will punish Judah. And nobody will pity, pity them. Judah and Jerusalem. Nobody will pity them. The Lord said, he will be like a farmer who throws grains in the air with a large folk. And the wind blows away the outer part that is of no use. And scatter them like the outer part of the grain that is of no use to others, the, to other foreign countries. That's Jeremiah 15 verse 7. May we not be like that shaft that is of no use for the things of the kingdom. In that 15, 8 to 9, it says, Grief is one of the results of war that many women in those days bear. Because when you read that 15, he says, say, let, let me quickly go to that 15. It says here, Lord, is it? No, 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 no. Seven, uh, 15, 8 to 9, yeah. 8 to 9. He said, I will make their widows more numerous than the sand of the sea. May that not happen to us. You can see what is happening in the world affected area. Where is God? If God is with us, why is all this happening to us? Only God knows and only God understands. In Jeremiah's time, the people continue to sin and they're doing what they want to do. With several warning, uh, uh, disaster is coming from the north. God was telling them, these are the things that will happen. These are the things that will happen. But they are not listening. But when the repercussion came, you can start to see them. And this is one of the repercussions because of their sins. He said, the mother, he said uh, I will make their widows more numerous than the sand of the sea. Which means that many men will go to war, but they will not come back. They become widows. There are people that are spiritually widows. Hallelujah. Things are not moving in their lives. They are dried up. Because they are going through God's own punishment. They will not find ourselves there. There's things that they value in their lives that is being destroyed, that is taken away from them. Say so they will be like the sand of the sea. At midday, I will bring disaster against the mothers of young men. When some people are getting a widow, there are some mothers that their men will not come from war. And they too have been affected. They will not get to that vengeance line of the Lord. Suddenly, I will bring down on them anguish and terror. May that not be us. The mothers of seven will grow faint and breathe a last breath. People, you know, in those days, they give out to many children. When, she, when men are going to war and they are not coming back, what happened to such mothers at home? What happened to them? They'll be, they'll be grieving. May we not grieve. Some will grieve and die. They take their last breath. He said, as sun will set while it is still day, she will be disgraced and humiliated. May we not be disgraced and humiliated. I will put the survivor to the sword before their enemies. That's why we declare the Lord. That's why I must train all our children so that they don't bring shame and disgrace on us. Alas, my mother, that you gave back to me, the man with whom the whole land strive and contend, I have neither lent nor borrowed, yet everyone curses me. And God was responding to Jeremiah there. Because of time, our time is fast spent. I can go on and on, but I want us to stop here. Just stop in that 15, 8 to 9. When next we meet, we'll be coming to discuss.
the rest. But let me quickly read that to you. It says here, grief is one of the results of, of war that women must bear. Their widows will be increased to more than the sand of the sea. May, may those horrible things not happen to us. Meaning the image of widows or the numbers of widows will be more numerous than the sand of the sea. Mm. Which is a tragic revisal of a Abrahamic uh, uh, covenant which promised uh, a lot of numbers often. And that you can see offspring. That you can see in Genesis 22, 17 to 18. What is that promise? He said, I will surely bless you. He didn't say, I'm going to destroy you. He did not say, I'm going, you are going to be widows. He didn't say, your widows will be more. No, that's not part of Abrahamic blessing. That, in, that 22, he said to them, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be what? Will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Obedience is more important before God than anything that we are doing. We must be obedient to God. God also won't do that, that, they, that more of their husbands and children will die in war in their young age. It's not, not part of the covenant he gave to Abraham. And we are children of Abraham. That Jerusalem, which he had never been born. Alas, my mother, that you gave that to me. A man with whom the whole land strives and contains. I have neither lent nor borrowed, yet everyone curses me. May the Lord encourage us here tonight. So when next we meet, we start from that verse 10. We have looked at 8 and 9. What will happen to people that are not obeying God? What will happen to people that have decided to live their own life and begin to be doing anything that they like unto God? Abrahamic blessing is supposed to be for such, but here there is a curse. May that not be us in the name of Jesus. As I told you, we stop here when next we meet. I want you to write it down. We start from verse 10 to, to the end. The, next week, may the Lord bless his word. I think I'll hand over to Apostle to wrap.